Welcome to your personal branding 101 podcast with your host, Professor Nez. Helping you to discover your purpose, communicate your message so you can impact your audience. If you're wondering how in the world can I remain significant, relevant in this current marketplace that is constantly changing, especially right now with everything that's happening in the world, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be a show that you definitely want to check out because we've got a powerhouse guest on, and I'm going to introduce him in a second, but make sure you come on back. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Nez Nation Live, guys. Come on in. Come on in. Make sure that you share this out. I would really, really, really appreciate that. And make sure you smash the giant smash button, aka that thumbs up button. I can't wait to get into today's live stream show. If you're watching this on the replay or listening on the podcast, you're going to love this. And you definitely want to make sure that you click subscribe and that you listen and watch all the way to the end because you're going to love this. We have got a phenomenal, phenomenal guest. And I'm going to introduce him in just a second and bring him in. But before I do, I just want to say a couple of things. Number one, if you're new to who I am, I am Professor Nez, personal branding coach, executive career coach, online business strategist, author, speaker, the list goes on. And this is a platform where we help individuals and businesses like you brand themselves online so they can earn more, grow faster and smarter and stress a whole lot less. We produce live stream shows, videos, uh, personal development, professional development, videos, content, audio every single week. So you definitely, definitely want to make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you click that like button, turn on all notifications because I'm bringing bone marrow content every single week, the type of content that is actually practical, tangible, and actionable. And without further ado, please make sure that you smash the smash button. Come on in. Make sure you share this out. Without further ado, enough about me, because this is not about me. This is about a phenomenal guest that I'm super excited to bring on uh, uh, the show here, guys. You're going to love this. And please make sure that if you have any questions, make sure that you leave your questions in the comments down below. I will get to all of them. I would love to hear where you're joining me from. So leave that in the comments. Let me know where are you, because our guest is nowhere near me. This is the beauty of this technology that we have. And uh, he's on the other side of the globe, really. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But uh, let me know where you're coming from. Let me know if we're coming in okay. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you our awesome powerhouse guest. Great to see you, Charlie Dog. Charlie Dog is in the house. Great to see you. Make sure you share this out. Let me introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen. He is a best-selling author. His brand new book forever employable. And I, I'm going to leave a link in the comments. There's also a link in the description here on YouTube on where you can find that uh, book. He is a coach, author, consultant. He is living abroad right now. And he has got an amazing presence in the uh, uh, industry of agile, UI, UX, creating culture, uh, more efficiency, and his book, Forever Employable, is what I really want to talk about. And if you want to remain forever employable, 
you want to stick around. You want to hang out. Without, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me introduce to you Jeff Gotthelf. Come on in, Jeff. How you doing, brother? Hey, Nan. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it's fantastic. And by the way, did I pronounce that right? I apologize. Is it Gotthelf? You, you knocked it out of the park. In fact, you see how good right. I am, Jeff? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. I'm really glad I did that. Show how to say it. Most people ask. You, do, you just went for it. and You, you know, I did. I, I actually forgot to ask that. I apologize. <laughs> we were talking yeah. earlier before we went live, and, and I yeah. did forget to ask that. But what's one of the things I, I want to make sure I always get right is I hate one of my pet peeves. I don't like butchering names. So I'm glad I yeah. got that right. Great. But Jeff, uh, welcome to Nez Nation Live. I'm so happy to have you. And I just want to say congratulations, first of all, on your new book, I know it's doing phenomenal. Do me a favor because obviously, yes, there it is. And I, by the way, I left the link in the description so where you guys can find the book. And I'll also leave that link on Facebook and everywhere else. Do me a favor, Jeff, if you wouldn't mind, uh, please. It is on Amazon, of course, and that's where my link goes. Do me a favor, Jeff, if you don't mind, because my introduction didn't even come close to really uh, – Nailing it. Oh, is, we got some. We got some kickback on audio. There is your is your audio uh, uh, coming back? I'm, you sound great to me. Everything sounds good. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, you know what? That's me. Never mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was me. I apologize. Uh, yeah. So, so Jeff, do me a favor if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about how this all started for you, where you come from, what you do. Obviously, I didn't give it the kind of. Uh, uh, you know, necessary uh, 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 background needed as much as I did. Can you go a little bit more in depth of how this all began? Absolutely. Uh, so my background is in is in web design. So I, I spent well, actually, before that, I was a failed rock star. I spent a bunch of years uh, trying to be a, a, a touring musician, and I, uh, I spent I spent time on the road on the East Coast, based primarily out of Virginia in college. Okay, wait a minute, time out, time out, because you, that sounds very very familiar. What kind of music did you? What kind of music were you guys doing? So the two the two bands that I toured with, uh, the first band played kind of a jazz inspired funk rock. Which oh, I was, like that. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. We, what did we you were, play? I played piano. Oh, played nice. Keyboard. And then the second I played band, really bad guitar, drums, and bass. <laughs> all right, there you go. They were all bad. <laughs> Hence why I'm here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But I apologize. Yeah. Continue. No, no worries. And, and then the second band was really more of a. It was kind of like a. And this is going to date it a little bit, right? But the uh, kind of a Hootie and the Blowfish meets the Almond Brothers. So lots oh, of like wow. jangly dual lead electric guitars and a, a strong singer songwriter. And that band was more successful. Oh yeah, I bet. yeah, I bet. That's yeah. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I did that for a while, um, and then um, that that got uh, sadly uh, difficult to sustain because. Uh, I was broke. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I can and, relate. Uh, Trust me, I can relate. Yeah, and, so, and it, it, it got to a point where I, I, at first I was okay with being like when you're 20 and 21 and 22, you're like, okay, I'm broke. Like, but when uh, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm 47. Oh, okay. So we're around the same age. It's yep. funny, isn't it? How like you look at the lens of life. You know, I used to say this all the time, Jeff, and I want and I want to hear more from you. I apologize, but you, 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 you. It's so funny because I remember making fun of my dad when he was my age and saying, "God, Dad, all you do is work, and like you, you never hang out with your friends, or do you even have any friends? All you do is right. hang out with us kids and mom and 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 work. That's all you do. It seems so depressing." <laughs> and he goes to sleep at eight thirty, and it's like, wait a minute, that's me now, yeah. <laughs> and I'm totally fine with it. Isn't it funny how that works? It is. It is. Yeah. I, I do find myself, I've got teenage daughters now. And, wow. Uh, 
I, fi- I find I myself, you, sir. <laughs> I find myself occasionally saying things that I was like, my dad said that to me. And I was like, wow. That's, yeah. That's, it hurts a little bit, you know. It, it all comes. It all comes back around. <laughs> um, you know, and so then um, got tired of being broke, and uh, this was, uh, right around the time that the web was becoming a thing, and I had some some uh, uh, you know n- notions towards computers and the web and that type of thing, and so um, it was really easy to get a job back in 1999 in the web. Basically, it oh, was yeah. made of HTML, and if you could spell HTML you could get a job in, yeah. in the web. And so I, um, I became a web designer and I, I, spent, I spent a decade doing that, sort of bouncing around through the dot-com bubble burst and moving from the East Coast to the West Coast and, and slowly kind of rising through, you know, the, the standard career path until about 10 years into my career, I ended up becoming a, um, a middle manager of design teams at a high growth startup in New York City. And it was and it was a good gig and it it paid well. I had my 90 minute each way commute from New Jersey, that type of thing. And and that 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 went great. And what I realized at the time was that I um, I was headed towards a point in my career where the opportunities that I was going to have available to me were going to decrease year after year after year. Right? Because if you're if you're kind of following that traditional career path. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get the next job gives you a little bit more money, a slightly better title, right? A few more direct reports, right? And you kind of keep doing that. Inevitably, there are fewer management jobs, right? That's the nature of the beast, right? There should be fewer managers than people doing the work, right? Ultimately, right. Right. right? And I was terrified. I was terrified that in, in when I turned 40, um, that I would be um, too expensive and unemployable and mm-hmm. not able to provide for my family, really. That was mm-hmm. the that was the thing. And so um the, the decision that I made for myself when I turned 35 was that I was going to change that dynamic. I was going to create this new reality where I wasn't chasing jobs anymore, but that instead I was going to create a reality where jobs were, jobs were chasing me. Basically mm. that was the, that was the reality. And since then, and that's been, so that's been 12 years now since then, what I've done is I've worked very hard to build that reality, to create mm. that, that platform of expertise and thought leadership and personal branding around myself initially around my my work and my expertise and the thing that i was doing and still to this day about that um so that opportunities would begin to find me and it's taken a long time um but it worked and what i've done over the last couple of years is i've I've captured it in this book like how like the subtitle literally says how to stop looking for work and let your next job find you which is and it's it's my story embellished with other people's stories as well and very practical about how I built that personal brand, how I built that thought leadership platform and and how how you can do it too, basically. I love that. I love that because this is something that I advocate too, uh, Jeff, is that really, and I've, and I've loved the precepts and concepts and, and the, and the real practicality of what the book discusses. And, and this is stuff that, and I want you to kind of expound on that in just a second. And, and thank you for that background. It's awesome because, you know, they don't teach us this stuff in school. You know, I no. say this all the time, Jeff, and I, I, I can't remember what your, uh, your educational background is, but is it, is it just me? I mean, you know, I, I, my whole brand is professor Nez, right? I mean, I actually do teach at several business schools, very part-time because they don't pay professors jack. Um, and I say this all the time, Jeff, but, but, but I, I love education, but I hate the educational system. Mm. And I'm very, very adamant 
uh, about, you know, one of the reasons, Jeff, just really quickly, that I started doing all this was because I was really brokenhearted because I kept having students come up to me and say, Professor Nez, I just paid $100,000 for a piece of paper and nobody will hire me. Yeah. What do you say to students? And I, and I want to get into the book really more in depth, but like, what would you say, Jeff? Like, what would you, cause this is such a, this is such a valuable conversation and such a valuable concept, having them come to you rather than chasing them. What do you say to like new graduates? And I, there's a lot of adult graduates now too, because a lot of yeah. adults have gone back to school and adult learning has become, to be honest with you, a very lucrative business for these institutions. What do you say to these people when they come off the commencement uh, uh, stage? What would you say are some things that they need to really start uh, uh, Im implementing so they can become forever uh, employable? Yes, yeah, so, so it's interesting. And, and the mindset and the, the world that they, that like if you're 22 today, you're 20, 21, 22, and you're graduating today, the realities of the world you're graduating into and what you've grown up in are fundamentally different than, than when you and I were 22. Um, and, and Definitely. Getting, and getting it like so like influencer culture was not a thing right athletes got sponsorship deals but that was that was you know influencer culture back then the, the today's today's young folks like they're coming out and they're like they, they've got a sense of what people can do as influencers and so in many ways it's the same thing except you're not relying on your on your good looks and the cool background that you're you haven't while you're in bali on holiday right? It's, it's more around um, your, your experience, your expertise. And if you're just starting out, it's your story more than anything. So I, I did a talk uh, recently about Forever Employable to a group of folks who just got out of a, of a, a software engineering uh, program about a, you know, one of those six month software engineering program, but they were young, they were 18, 19, 20, 21. And I talked to them about this and they said, what's my story? What what could I what could I possibly talk about? I have no experience. I literally just learned the trade. You know, yesterday I finished the course, and I said, "Then you tell the story of getting your first job. You tell the story of the challenges you faced learning the new skill and mm. getting into the industry. Right? Yeah. What's it like writing a, a resume for a first job? What's it like interviewing? Um, what's it like not getting the job? What's it like? What's it feel like getting the job? Right? What's the first day like? Like the sixth month, that type of thing. So you've, you've got a story to tell. And this is the amazing thing. And I think this is where folks fall down a lot and they kind of give up on personal branding and they give up on thought leadership because they'll say, look, what do I have to share? Like, what's my exactly. story? Exactly. Right? I haven't yeah. done anything. Like, you know, somebody be like, look, I'm a, you know, I'm a middle manager in a fortune, in a bank, right? I've been working, I've been working in this bank for, for 10 years, 15, 20 years. Like, yeah. what's my story? Who's right? going to watch me? Who's going to pay attention to me? Right. Right. Everything's already been said anyway. Right? right. It's like, how how could I possibly stand out? Boy, this sounds familiar. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, 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 I, and I get that and I get it and it's tough. Here's the thing that I've learned. And it's, 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 so there's a couple of things. So first of all, the thing I want to say is this, there is no one, there's one thing that you have that nobody else has, which is your story. Right. So the steps that you've taken to get to where you are today, the decisions that you've made, the obstacles you've overcome, the successes that you've had, Right. You, that's yours and yours alone. No one else has done that. So that's unique. No one else can tell that story. Only you can tell that story. So you can start with that. The other thing I think is really important because people, people say, well, I got I to gotta look smart. I've got to explain complex things, right? I was at a conference a few years ago. I ran into a friend of mine from London 
And um, he was the guy in charge of one of the guys. He was on the programming committee for the conference. And I said, how's it going? He said, it's really tough. You know, he's like, we've got a thousand people at this event and about half of them are one to five year practitioners of, of web design as a web design conference. And then the rest have 15 to 25 years. He's like, and so I've got to figure out how to create content for experts and for novices. And the takeaway for me from that conversation for years has been that there's always room for 101 level content, right? There's always room for uh, entry level content. Your perspective on it is unique. Your point of view is different. So you don't have to start at the far end of things, at the complicated end of things. You can start at the beginning and say, here are the basics of software engineering, forensic accounting, uh, uh, project management, whatever it is that you do, right? Plumbing, right? You could start at the beginning and then work your way up there because people are always entering the profession. They're entering the industry and they're looking for fresh perspectives on, on entry level content as well. And also, I love this, by the way, Jeff, this is so good. And also not only is every single, and this isn't like some kind of namby-pamby bumper sticker idea that your perspective is unique and you are unique. It's just really based on science. Like there's going to be people who are similar to you, but nobody in the history of mankind is going to be chromosome for chromosome, molecule for molecule, exactly like Nez, my wife will say, thank God, or exactly <laughs> like Jeff or anybody else, right? Like, so your, your delivery is actually going to be unique. The way that you talk about it, the way that you present your information, the way that you experience the first day on the job, the way that you experience, you know, uh, uh, putting together some type of conveyance, a resume, brand, what have you to, to put out there. And I love this concept. I love this idea because it really three-dimensionalizes you. That's what I always say about personal branding, you know. Uh, I, I consult clients all the time, Jeff, and I say the same thing. It's just basically you uh, putting yourself out there and showing and demonstrating your energy because people don't hire your accolades. They hire your energy, right? And so yeah. they they want to know like, well, what's Jeff like? And what's, and I had, and, and, and guys, everybody watching and listening, please make sure that you share this out. We want as many people watching this as possible and make sure you leave any questions for our awesome guest. You know, even before meeting Jeff, you know, I had my own presumptions and I had my own ideas. I had my own thoughts and images. But now that I see him and meet him, it's so amazing how like, wow, you know, this is this is so cool to talk to this guy and hang out with this guy. Because you never know when you've got a best selling author, you know, a lot of best selling authors have big egos and you never know. Right. Well, Jeff is not like that. <laughs> no. I can say that confidently now. <laughs> no. No. He's going to prove me wrong. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> But no, I love the way you said that. Honestly, Jeff, I think uh, I think that we're living in an era now where everybody has an opportunity to basically circumvent the middle person, right? Yes. Um, you, you can actually go directly to your audience. I mean, what are we doing right now? We're on multiple platforms reaching thousands, potentially millions of people who can actually say, hey, you know what? I kind of like Nez's energy. I love the way Jeff talks about his book. This guy's really, really cool. I like his intelligence. I like his foresight. This is something that that I'm living proof of, guys. Please pay attention to what Jeff's saying. And we're going to get into the kind of book in a little bit more in, in depth. But, but I am living proof that this stuff works, that actually it's not about fame or notoriety. And I want Jeff to speak on this, and I'd love his comments. It's not about being on Instagram, the coconuts and yacht syndrome, I call it, where you're standing in front of a yacht holding a bag of cash. It's not that. It's literally just you showing rather than telling. You know, isn't that writing 101? You know, I teach my students all the time. It's show, don't tell, right? We don't want to just talk about it. Give us some, 
you know, tangible, uh, vivid, you know, pictures that we can actually kind of engage with and immerse ourselves in. Jeff, I love this. This is so, so good. Please live your, please. Thank you so much, Charlie. I appreciate it on the 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much. Please make sure that you leave your questions in the chat for our awesome guest. What do you think, what do you think about, uh, Jeff? Like when people say like, Hey, Hey, Jeff, I don't know exactly what platform or what type of content. When you say content, what do you recommend in order for people to really establish themselves? Uh, where, where do you recommend people to start? So this 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 is where it becomes really interesting. And, yeah. and for me, with my background in in designing and building digital products and services, I really apply everything I've learned there to answering that question that you just asked. So. The, the answer to your question is not simple. Uh, it's, it's a sim I'm sorry. It's a simple answer. It's not easy, right? Yeah. The simple answer is it depends. And the reason why it depends and it's not an easy answer is because ultimately you want to, you want to, it's going to sound like a fortune cookie, right? But you want to fish where the fish are, right? That's, that's ultimately what, what, what we're talking about. And, and what that means is you have to decide ahead of time, right? If you're going to tell your story, if you're going to build this platform around yourself, you're going to start to create this personal brand. The question is, well, who do you want paying attention to you, right? Who's your target audience? And then once you've identified who your tar target audience is, then you have to go figure out where they hang out, what they consume, and how they consume it. So that's yes. there's a, bit of, there's a bit of a research oh, that's so good. exercise here. So, right? good. so you, you want to identify sort of a target audience persona, right? So for example, for me, for the last 15 years, it's been uh, the maker's and managers of digital products and services, hmm. right? And so I know those folks hang out on Twitter. I know they hang out on LinkedIn. Definitely. And I know they hang out on Medium, right? So Medium is a good resource. Oh, yeah. Medium's great. Well, right? And, Especially and for authors. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So ton, and tons of tech writing happens on Medium, and the distribution there is, is great, and there's a close connection to Twitter. And so finding that, and, and, then, and then it's about dialing in the kind of the, the best version of that format or that channel that makes the most sense. Like if you, like, for example, so completely drastically differently, right. For my kids, for example, so I've got teenage kids, right. It's YouTube, right. That's sure. where they are. TikTok maybe too. <laughs> What'd you say? TikTok maybe as well. TikTok as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But Especially for teenagers. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and so, but, but the consumption there it's, and so, so TikTok's got a very unique format and you've got to, you've got to match that format. YouTube is developing standards of presentation that uh, that you can clearly see from successful YouTuber to the next, to the next, to the next. And so, again, it's really understanding who you're targeting. And, where, and look, sometimes it's tough, right? Especially if you're looking at a very specialized group of folks. Yes. Finding them, they may not be on LinkedIn. Maybe they've got their own private discussion forum somewhere or a meetup group that has a, has a message. Maybe they're on Reddit. Maybe there are a lot of them are on Reddit or discussion forums like Quora or what have you. Exactly. You exactly. never know. I love that. It's, it's one of, one of the things that I always advocate and I'd love your thoughts on this, Jeff, is it's not about you. It's about them. Right. And so, right. and so of course I'm, I'm not saying that in the sense that you, you neglect yourself and your own objectives and desires. But if you really want to, in my opinion, if you really want to make money and do something that you love, which let's not beat around the bush, uh, you know, that's really, really important, especially when you're our age, you have kids and wife, mortgage, et cetera, that, that establishing your thought leadership, establishing your personal brand, if you make it about them and you cater it to them, 
uh, and you serve your audience and you really dissect. I always say, do an autopsy on your ideal audience. Beautiful things happen. And again, I'm living proof that this stuff works. When you serve, uh, amazing things happen. What do you think of that, Jeff? Does that sound about right, what you're talking about? Absolutely. Look, and, and, and look, and, and if you can do it ahead of time, then you can actually start to, um, uh, uh, you know, build that, build that brand more quickly. Right. So, so you'll have fewer failed experiments. If you do a little bit of upfront research to really get a sense of, well, I want to target, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a plumber and I'm going to target, you know, DIY fix it kind of folks who, who don't want to hire an external person. I'm going to make three minute YouTube videos for them. Cause I know they go to YouTube and then I was like how to fix a leaky faucet. Right? right. And then it's like, you kind of go there and it's, and it's, and it's amazing that, 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 how well that works if you can find kind of again if you can find where the fish are right once you find them the 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 flywheel starts to pick up some momentum for sure i love that i love that and i i, I got a great comment here from charlie saying that might have made something click i may try giving facebook a video a try because that's where most tough truck drivers are. And Charlie has a platform where he talks a lot about racing. And by the way, congratulations to you too, Charlie, because I know you passed a great milestone very recently as well. Congratulations, brother. Uh, he has a platform where he he basically advocates and talks about racing uh, and the auto industry that relates to racing. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's there's so many. Here's the other thing too, Jeff, that's so interesting is LinkedIn is free right? YouTube is free. I mean, it's amazing yeah. that I can, all of this stuff, I mean, it takes time, which is not free, right? I mean, your time, you can't get a refund on your time, but, 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 you know, uh, most people, instead of really establishing their expertise in their industry and their thought leadership, which I think has much more long sustaining longevity than maybe accruing a degree or certificate sometimes, because that, that stuff gets outdated quickly, uh, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to dig into Forever Employable, which is an awesome book. And by the way, really quickly, there's a link in the description down below. I also left a link in the comments where you can go to Amazon. Hold that book up one more time, please, Jeff, where you can get Jeff's brand new book, Forever Employable. Look at him. He's a natural salesman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should be on uh, Wheel of Fortune, Jeff. That's it. That's it. Man has got to retire someday. She's been on there for like Yeah, I was going to ask you too. How did you, uh, how did you end up in Spain? Because I know you're originally from New Jersey and you are American, right? You were born in the yeah, U.S.? Absolutely. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, how did uh, you end up in Spain? Do you mind talking about that real quick before we get into anything else? Absolutely. So, so I'm just so, curious. Yeah, absolutely. So, so and, and, it's, and it's a good story, I think, because it, it embodies everything that we've been talking about. Um, so I've, I've, been, I've been building this platform for a while, it got to a point where for me, I was able to kind of detach myself from a nine to five. And so I've been self-employed for a few years now and built this business. And the business that I've built is location agnostic. I didn't actually need to be anywhere. I would go to the work rather than the work coming, like rather than, rather than like going to, to, a, to a, an office every day, I would just be on an airplane 50% of the time. Um, these days, I don't even have to get on an airplane. It's all remote, which is amazing. All remote. But, um, but the, the point is, is that um, I um, we didn't need to be in New Jersey anymore, which was a really interesting position to be in because we had talked for a long time about moving abroad. And now we, we could if we wanted to. And the interesting challenge was then, okay, my wife and I were trying to agree on where to go. 
And and again, learning I bet that from was my an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so learning from my professional life, so she 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 tends to 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 favor um, Northern Europe, where it's a little colder, a little grayer, a little greener, a little wetter. Uh, I like warmer, beachier, uh, sunnier climates. That's just my preference. But we didn't have enough information, right? We got the kids. It's not just about us. Um, and so um, we decided to go get more information, and we ran experiments in different places around the world over the course of four years. We took the kids and we took a month out of every year during the summer and we got an Airbnb somewhere in a, in a city somewhere and we lived there. Now look, it's ideal circumstances, right? It's summertime, there's no school, um, there's as much or as little work as I wanna do, there's always a little bit. Um, and the weather's going to be as good as it's ever going to be, right? July or August, right? It should be as good as it's ever gonna be. And so we spent uh, four years, doing this. We actually visited five cities in four years and Barcelona was the winner. It just had everything that we were looking for in, in one place. And it, it's, it's kind of beautiful there. I've been to Barcelona. It's, it's been 20 years, but uh, one of the things that I did after I graduated and got my uh, bachelor was me and a buddy of mine who musicians, we, this was way before the union. Right. And so we, we traveled across Europe, you know, with the Euro real path, the classic, you know, you're a real passes and, and young, dumb and, you know, just traveling, not knowing where we're going to go. And, you know, Amazing. I remember Barcelona was beautiful. I mean, and yeah. so, yeah, that's a that's a great spot to pick. That's that's really awesome. Is everything OK over there as far as because I hear there are some I hear there are some escalations in 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 cases. Are you guys uh, any insight onto that? I mean, I, I, I don't want to transfer any medical advice or medical information. No, no, I mean, it's not uh, so you know verifiable, we, but you're you're there for firsthand. Yeah, so we we are once again, sadly, the epi the epicenter. Are you locked of, down? Uh, no, uh, okay. Madrid is increasingly locked down because basically one out of every three cases in Spain is in Madrid at the moment. Uh, Madrid's about three four times the size of Barcelona as a city. Um, it's it is a significantly bigger city than Barcelona. Barcelona's about one point eight million people. So uh, Madrid's about three times bigger, and. Um, so uh, we're not we're not doing great in Spain at the moment. We did great for a while. We had a, we had a nice we, we we did poorly. Then did really well when we came out of lockdown, and uh, and now uh, things are not not great. Um, there's 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 Spain has states like autonomous regions, roughly roughly right. states, right. seventeen of them, and so a lot of the decisions are now being made locally, the state level rather than the federal level, which is nice. Which means like they're, they're going to lock down Madrid because it's a bit of a disaster right now. Um, but the state that we live in, Catalonia, there, we've got measures, but not no lockdowns as as of yet. So okay, well, well I, I wish you guys, I wish you guys nothing but the best, and definitely stay safe out there. Neil's in the UK. He says we're entering a six six month lockdown from twelve a.m. midnight tonight. Wow. Yeah, and I heard the UK, Neil. I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. I hope everything works out, brother. Stay safe. I heard the UK is getting rising cases too. So, you know, a lot of people talking about we're not out of it. And, and, and so this, I think, relating to the context of our conversation, Jeff, you talk about, you know, what's happening right now in the marketplace is we're seeing tons of layoffs. Unemployment is at its highest rate uh, in over 50 years. Even though it's dropped a little bit, it still isn't a significant drop. Um, and so people are looking for work. People are looking for uh, ways to take care of themselves. They're looking for ways to market themselves, to brand themselves. So I want to get into Forever Employable, which is a just awesome book 
Uh, and again, I've got a link in the description. I've got a link in the comments as well, where you can go pick that up on Amazon. Talk about the fruition of this book, uh, Jeff. How did this book um, come to fruition? Where did you where did you kind of start with as far as your intention? And then I want to get into some of the things that would be really helpful uh, ensconced within the book uh, for the audience. Talk about a little bit about just a background on the book. Sure. So um, over the, over the years, as I've grown the platform and the personal brand. I've been getting inbound inquiries, emails and tweets and messages that say, hey, Jeff, how did you get that book deal? How did you get a, get that speaking slot at that conference? How did you build this following? And that's been going on for a while. And the pace of that has increased over the last couple of years. And to me, that's a signal from the market, right? I've got an audience. The audience is telling me what they want to hear from me next. And initially, I was just going to write like a, you know, like a lengthy Medium article or a blog post about it. But I realized there was more to it than that and a real a really interesting opportunity. And so the book was born out of that conversation, out of that kind of feedback from my audience that said, tell us how you did this. And so that's what the book is about. It's, it starts off on the day that I turned 35 and kind of works up until today. And then it's not just my story. Right. So we, we intersperse with other folks who have who have done this significantly more successfully than me in many cases. And um and it's been, it, it was really interesting to write. So, so we talk about personal branding. It, it's funny because um, I have built my personal brand on professional expertise. I have never shared really anything terribly personal. I've never talked about personal things. This is by far the most personal thing I've ever written. It talks about my family. It talks about my fears, about not being able to care for my family and support them and provide for them. And what I, and I was terrified. I was actually terrified about writing it because I wasn't sure my audience was going to accept this, right? This is not what I talk about normally. And what's been amazing to me is that the more personal I've gotten, the more humble, the more vulnerable that I am in this conversation, the more it resonates, the more people connect, the more they reach out. And they're like, you know what, Jeff, I, I just turned 35. I read your book and, and I'm having the same exact panic attacks that you did at 35, right? So this came just at the right time. That's amazing. And it's amazing to me. And, and look, and for me, again, I was I was really scared about opening up like that because the books I've written before, so Lean UX, the, the book that's hanging, uh, my first book over my shoulder, it's a design book. It's a web design book by designers for designers. My business book, uh, Sense and Respond, well, it's a business book. It's about managing a company, right? And so, but this, this is fundamentally different and I've been... Uh, uh, it seems more personal, personal too, isn't it? Significantly, significantly more I mean, personal. you're really putting yourself out there being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and the release is that, awesome. And I and I say this all the time, Jeff. And, and uh, sorry for interjecting, just really quickly. Wow. I say this all the time. I think one of the key things to that, and, and again, guys, I know a lot of you are are still a little trepidatious about putting yourself out there. It's funny because most people tell me if you get this too, Jeff. Most people say that they that they need to, they feel that they need to be like this person or that person. Yeah. When it's actually the opposite is true is you don't have to do anything or fake it till you make it. All you need to do is just be capital R real, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and it's, it's to me, it's that authenticity uh, that builds the connection with an audience. And I'll be perfectly transparent. Authenticity comes from humility. So if you're going to share, like, so for example, you're like, uh, Jeff, tell us about all, all the cool things that you've done. I'll tell you about the cool things that I've done. And I'll tell you about all the mistakes I made along the way too, right? And what I learned from those mistakes. And I think that people who can who can share everything, not just the wins, but the losses, the potential humiliations at times at well, yeah. as 
well. We, we, kind of, we've been there as well. Um, and what you've t- taken away from that and what you've learned from that, that really drives that connection with other folks. Because like you said, it's that capital R, like you're real at that point. I love that. So let's let's do this if we if we can. I want, I want to get into the real kind of uh, the the nitty gritty of the book and, and and obviously if you want more you want to make sure that you go get the book immediately because I completely one hundred percent vouch for this book it is amazing uh, and I actually did an entire video on my YouTube channel uh, complimenting the book talking about the book I'll sh- I don't think I shared that link with you Jeff but I will. Uh, because I was so inspired by uh, what you talked about, and I knew that my audience would get valuable. Uh, and I'll leave a link to that in the description down below. But uh, Jeff, so how can we how can we remain forever employable? What are some of the things, without giving away too much, obviously, what are some of the things that you talk about in the book and and why? So, so we've touched on it a little bit already, right? So the first thing, one of the things that you want to do is you want to, you want to get a sense. So the first step in the book is called plan a, plant a flag. And planting a flag means that you're going to decide what you're going to build your platform on. What are you going to build your personal brand on? And this is going to be something that you're an expert in, something you have experience in, or something that you have a passion for. When I set out to, to plant my flag initially, I had a couple of choices that I was looking at. There was the design work that I was doing on the web, which I knew a lot about, and I was solving some interesting problems there. Um, but I told you I was a piano player. I also happened to have a unnecessary amount of knowledge about vintage electric pianos. Um, and I considered that as, as a flag to plant, right? Should I go and build my personal brand as, as an expert in vintage electric pianos? I had a collection before I moved abroad. I had a well, that's collection cool. of them in my house, right? Um, I managed to bring one with me to Spain, just one. I sold the rest. It was uh, hard. You talk about a heartbreak. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, no, my wife was that's like, your you're baby. Not that's your baby. Yeah. Well, there were five of them, and my wife was like, you're not dragging five pianos to Spain, so it's, it's not happening. <laughs> Another story that sounds very familiar. My garage was filled with guitars. There's no more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but but so, but so look, so I did, I did that, that, that audience um, autopsy that you talked about, that, that persona research first. And look, there is a community around vintage electric pianos. Absolutely. There's an enthusiast community and a, and a musician community around that. It's not huge. It's, it's, and in my opinion, it's not big enough to really build a personal brand and a platform on top of mm. So I chose, I chose the web design work that I was doing because that community was much, much larger and growing and increasingly more relevant to a, a bigger swath of people. And so planting your flag is the first step. It's really deciding where to go. And then from there, it's again, it's coming back to the conversation we had a few minutes ago, which is deciding how to best tell your story and then doing that. So where do they where do they hang out? What do they read? How do they, do they listen to podcasts? Do they watch webinars? Um, do they read on Medium? Are they just are they on Twitter all the time? Are they on Twitch watching live streams? Right? Where are they? And uh, and then you have to start experimenting with that format. So uh, you try this this bit and that bit and this this type of this style of writing and this style of content to really get a sense of how it resonates. And the goal here. Right. The measure of success is not the creation of the content or the telling of your story or the sharing of your experience. The measure of success is can you impact the behavior of your audience? 
right? So you're looking for changes in their behavior to tell you that your content is resonating. So are they reading, are they consuming, right? Reading, listening, whatever it is, right? Are they commenting? Are they liking? Are they sharing? Are they referring others to you? Are they reaching out to you behind the scenes, sending you an email and saying, listen, I watched that episode. Brilliant, I loved it, right? You really, you really spoke to me. So you're looking for those behavior changes to tell you if that's successful. And this is where it gets interesting, right? So most people, a lot of people say, well, look, my audience is on YouTube. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go refinish the the basement or the garage into a YouTube studio. I'm going to spend 10 grand and get cameras and lights and microphones, right? And they make videos and no one watches them, right? What you need to do is run experiments. Instead of spending 10 grand, right? I'll show you what I did, right? You spend 10 bucks <laughs> on one of these, right? <laughs> right. And, and like it's a tripod in case you don't know what it is, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a tripod. You put your phone yeah, on it. Yeah, I hey, I got mine. I got mine there too. It is, right? <laughs> right? You put your phone on it. You point it at your face and you talk for three minutes and then you put it on YouTube. I love it. Right? And then if people yep. like that, then you do it again. And if they continue to like it after three, four or five of these things, go buy a $20 tripod. Right. And if that continues to go, then go buy a hundred dollar light to make yourself like, in other words, like you're increasing the investment in this direction is based on evidence, based on feedback from your audience that says, we really like what you're doing. Give us more. I mean, I'm telling you, like I'm having like chills right now because you're literally describing my journey. Uh, you know, I've been in the online game for over 10 years uh, since the AOL days, really 20 years. But, you I know, I didn't work, do the, the content creation, you know, engine that I am now didn't really start until, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I mean, I was on Facebook on 2006 and seven, but, you know, really it didn't. I started my YouTube channels when I really say this is the point where I decided I'm going to do more than just a resume, more than just the two dimensional, one dimensional stuff. And that was in 2016, 2015, when I went first went live on Meerkat. That's no longer around. Uh, and, and I'm telling you right now, Jeff, everything that you're saying is gold. And that's why, guys, I want you to get this book. And you should all follow uh, Jeff on LinkedIn and on Twitter uh, because this is exactly what it takes. This is exactly what it's all about. And don't be beholden to one specific brand or one specific trajectory. Be open because one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Jeff, was adaptation, right? And I think adaptation is more important than accolades, certificates, and degrees, or even communication skills, financial skills, technical skills. I think adaptation is the number one trait of somebody I feel who will not only be forever employable, but somebody who will survive, right, in any changing atmosphere or environment. I mean, even Darwin says that, you know, most people say survival of the fittest. It's not survival of the fittest. It's adaptation. That's the key. And so, and so I love what you're saying because um, you're literally uh, taking advantage of the beautiful platforms and beautiful methodologies that we have before us. And you're going beyond the page. I call it going beyond the page because your resume, even your LinkedIn profile, or, or even like a website if there's nothing on there that entices people to want to learn more, to want to get to know you better and, and give a little bit more of that vivid picture of who you are and how you can solve problems, um, I think you're, you're, you're lowering your chances and you don't have as much of an edge against the competition. Again, it's not about competition per se, and I want Jeff to talk about this. It's really just about staying in your lane, doing what you feel is best for you. Uh, making sure that you're authentic and capital R real. And I'm living proof. I mean, I have people, Jeff, I'm not even kidding you. 
I have people comment to me. Uh, this was this actually just happened. I think um, this one just. Hey, thank you so much, Neil. See you. Thank you so much. Great, great to see you. Thank you for being here. Um, I just had a guy hire me, Jeff, who said, "Nez, I've been watching your Facebook videos, which I don't even have a huge." Uh, uh, presence on uh, on Facebook, you know, as much as I do on YouTube, LinkedIn, and my podcast. Um, and he said uh, he never commented once, he never liked once, but mm. he was watching passively. And he said, "I love your videos on Facebook. I want to hire you to help me with my online business, to help me with my brand." Mm. This is living proof. I mean, this is a guy who never even engaged. And I love what you said, Jeff, about experimenting and making sure that you're getting that change in behavior, which is huge, because then you get an idea. And so many platforms now have analytics. They'll tell you how long somebody watched the video. They'll tell you how many likes you got. I think it's on pretty much any platform. YouTube probably has the best analytics, but literally mm. you can find out what people are clicking on, why people are watching it, when they bounce off. It's so specific now, and you don't have to be a datatician to figure it out. This is a guy who never engaged, never commented. He just watched passively. And I, he bought one of my high-end, uh, a really high-end uh, package, one of my coaching packages. And so this is, this is not just a kind of nebulous, hey, go out there and do stuff. This is so practical, anchored in reality, guys. Jeff, you have no idea. Like I'm getting so pumped up right now. I love what you're saying. <laughs> Um, anything else, please, please. I, I, I know I want to value your time and I know we've been on here for a while. I could talk yeah. to you for hours. We might need to have you on for part two with Jeff I mean, got health. <laughs> Would you be into that, Jeff? Absolutely. absolutely. We might have to do part two one of these days, but is there anything else that you'd like to say? Kind of, I, I want to give you the floor. Uh, anything that you'd like to say before we get out of here, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much. You've provided insane value for me and my audience. But uh, uh, especially guys listening on the podcast, make sure you go check out Jeff. But what would you like to say? I want to let you have the floor, some, so, something to kind of end us uh, in the right direction. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to expand on, on a little bit on your point on adaptation. Please. I really like it. So um, there's, a, there's a, a, a quote that I use in a book uh, from Jeff Bezos, uh, the world's richest man. Um, and, um, and, and, and basically what Bezos, Bezos says that people always ask him, what's going to change in the next five years? And he always responds and he says, that's not how I think about my business. He says, what I think about is what's not going to change in the next 10 to 20 years. In other words, what are people always going to need, right? And then I build my business around those perpetual long-term needs, but I adapt the way that I, I meet those needs as the technology changes, as the world changes, as the world moves. So the way that he serves those needs will adapt over time. But the core need underneath is always the same thing. So if you're starting, if you're starting out and you're thinking about how, how am I going to build my personal brand, what is that core need that or that problem that you help people solve? And you kind of strip away the job titles, right? And you strip away the experience and you had to boil it down to the core value, right? So for example, somebody told me today, hey, Jeff, you make complicated things really simple to understand, really like easy to understand. Right. That's what I help people do. Now, the way that I do that right today is going to be is different than the way I did it five and 10 years ago. And it's going to be different the way I did it five and 10 years from now. But the core value is the same. And I'm, so I'm adapting to the world. Right. In the right channel, the right format, the right medium. But I'm still doing the same thing. Right. And so that's, I that's absolutely the, love that. 
I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's having that kind of um, you know uh, that that in that that you know desire to go outside of just the traditional conventional ways of employment and traditional conventional ways of working, right? And I can't think of your timing is perfect, Jeff, because I can't think of a better time now than than right now that that your your services your book really really tackles this challenge and obstacle head on. Um, people have to think outside the box. People have to look at things with a different perspective than themselves with a different perspective. And I just absolutely love it because uh, it's it's so aligned with what I try to advocate for my clients and for my audience. Um, and it, and it really, what it really touches upon is a lot of the stuff that we don't really talk a lot about, you know, I mean, I, I have a kid right now who's online downstairs. I'm in my studio upstairs yeah. and he's doing online schooling. And yeah. I'll tell you this, Jeff, and, 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 and just to kind of go on a rant here for a second, please bear with me, <laughs> but like literally he's learning times tables. That's what he's learning yeah. right now. Wow. He's in, uh, he's in third grade. Uh, he's almost nine years old and he's learning times tables. And you know what I say to that, Jeff? I say bubkus. <laughs> I say, why in the world? You know, I talked to my wife about this. I go, why in God's name is he learning times tables when all he has to do is say, hey, Alexa, what's da 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 and get the answer in two seconds. Are those really skills that are going to help him to be employable in the future? Yeah. Am I, am I crazy? Am I nuts? But I was really upset. I was like, why isn't he learning creative problem solving? Yeah. Why isn't he learning critical thinking, critical discernment, creativity, yeah. collaboration, right? Leadership skills. Why isn't he learning the stuff that he should be learning? Why do you think these educational institutions don't do this, Jeff? Am I maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too uh, you know, I can't see the forest for the trees. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, in the U.S., I don't know, right? And I think there's a public education uh, situation that definitely needs to be addressed. I can tell you though that my kids here, um, well, they go to a private school here, and we chose that school explicitly because they teach the things that you just said. Right? They, they, they they do problem solving. They have to collaborate. They do group projects. They have to they have to lead each other through these teams. And and you can see the difference. Like my kids are suburban kids. They grew up in, in suburban New Jersey. And we showed up and we live in the city, like in the heart of the city where they didn't speak the language when we got here. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to get around. And they, they in a year, like they own the city. Like they, they know they, that the level of confidence they have about problem solving and doing what they need oh, to I do love it. Is, is something that I didn't, I didn't, I never expected when we moved here. And I certainly didn't expect if I had, we continued to kind of live in the suburbs of New Jersey, at least not until I got into college and that type of thing. I think it's, I think it's also a compliment to your book. I think it's a compliment to your book. I think everything that I mentioned that I wish people would be, uh, you know, uh, there'd be a stronger presence of in the curriculum, I think is, is mentioned in your book. And this, and here's another thing too, Jeff, is I, I always say this too. I think I've learned more about online business just by listening to podcasts and consuming content over the last 20 years than I ever did sitting in a classroom, right? Uh, and, and especially the last three or four years. Like, I mean, listening to people like myself and like you who had been there before me, and that's what I love about you creating that journey is that you do have a story to tell because somebody is going to be inspired by you because maybe they haven't 
started that uh, that new job yet. Maybe they haven't started composing that resume yet. Maybe they haven't started their journey into employment in a specific niche or industry. And by you sharing that, you're inspiring them. And that's really what it's all about. We read because we want to be inspired. We don't want to be taught something. We want to be inspired. And your book inspired me. And like I said, I created that video on my YouTube channel, uh, which is directly, directly inspired by your book. And I'm super, super grateful and honored, Jeff, to have you on the program. <clears throat> and I can't wait to uh, potentially develop this relationship long term because we have so much in common. I, I, and I just love your vibe. I'm, I'm a big believer in trusting my intuition. And I just get such a great vibe from you. I, I always go by feeling more than just your background or your credentials. And I just love your vibe. And I, and I just want you to know kudos to you, sir, on behalf of Nez Nation. I really humbly thank you for being here. And I want you to have the last word. Tell our Nez Nation audience uh, a little bit about where they can find you, where they can reach out to you, and then I'll, I'll, I'll sign off. Perfect. Thanks so much. This was a blast. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, uh, JeffGotHealth.com, super easy by design, and ForeverEmployable.com. Those are the best places to go. Everything you need to know is on both of those places. And um, that's it. That's the best way to find me. Yeah. And, and I also left links in the description down below. I'll leave them in the show notes of the podcast. Hey, Jeff, I, I wish you nothing but safety and health over there uh, uh, across the Atlantic. And uh, I look forward to one day maybe meeting you at a conference, speaking at the same conference. It looks like we we definitely have the same uh, uh, you know industry uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, inroads and, 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 and desires and interests. And so uh, relevancy, if you will. And so I, I really, really look forward to that. Have a wonderful, I know it's evening over there, isn't it, Jeff? It is. Yeah. It's almost yeah so you got to go, you got to go have dinner with your kids or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. And again, I really, really appreciate it. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Perfect. Thanks so much. Right, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Guys, the name of the book is Forever Employable. Again, I left a link in the description down below, give me a thumbs up in the chat how much you loved seeing Jeff on the show. He was just phenomenal. Your story is unique. What you bring to the table is unique. How you present that is yours and yours alone. You've got to go beyond just the conventional, traditional ways and formats of advocating for yourself, of sharing your story and building a brand, building that and establishing your thought leadership is definitely the way to, it's a, it's a, it's a real amenable way to do all that and achieve all that. And so I just want to say really quickly before we get out of here, we got an amazing guest tomorrow morning. The train keeps cooking, y'all. We've got an amazing guest tomorrow morning. Chris Brogren, a New York Times bestselling author, he's got an amazing new live stream show that he's doing. He is going to be on the show tomorrow. And make sure that you click subscribe. Make sure that you hit and smash the like button. And uh, we will see you guys next time. I love you guys so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't miss out on tomorrow's show. See you guys. Thank you.
Hey guys, I'm so appreciative and I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to our podcast. It means so much to me. We work so hard to bring you the best topics, to bring you the best advice, the best tutorials, the best teachings, helping you to build your standout personal brand so you can earn more, grow faster, and stress less. If you're interested in joining us on the live stream chat, this would really, really mean a lot to me. I would love to see you there. I've been live streaming since 2015 on social media, started off on Periscope, and I've done over a thousand broadcasts. And I love the transition to podcasting that I made a couple of years ago. Um, I'm still a huge live video lover and nut job, as I kind of affectionately call myself, and I'd love to see you there. So the best way to do that right now, we don't have a set schedule uh, for going live. I apologize. Uh, just time, circumstances, and my business, and all my other uh, responsibilities and obligations kind of prevent that, but I try to go live as much as possible. So what I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to go to LinkedIn and follow my LinkedIn page. Just click the follow button, go to uh, linkedin.com, uh, and then just search for Professor Nez, and you'll see me. Um, also, I would like for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we go live on YouTube a lot as well. Um, you could also follow me on Twitter at Professor Nez because we go live on Twitter Live, aka Periscope. And so I would just love to see you guys there. We have an amazing, amazing Nez Nation audience filled with podcasters, business owners, live streamers, content creators, coaches, trainers, consultants. I mean, you name it, we've got this awesome community of people coming together, bringing more humanness to this digitalness, and I would love, love to see you there. Again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. If you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the most to me. And let me know. Also, feel free to leave comments on the live stream posts on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And let me know what kind of topics are burning in your chest. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about social media marketing. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about how to circumvent time management, anxiety, depression, being an entrepreneur. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about building a personal brand. I want to learn more about building content. Whatever it is, if it's related to mindset and messaging, hell, even if it's not related to that, if there's something you want me to talk about, something you even want to reach out to me about, feel free to please leave those comments. I'm happy to oblige. I want to serve you guys as best as I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next time.